Lunch was at a prominent conservative think tank. The people around the table were fairly well known. I'd read some of their books and articles and had even seen them interviewed on television. They listened to me talk about bad statistics, and they agreed that the problem was serious. They had only one major criticism. I'd missed the role of ideology. Bad statistics, they assured me, were almost always promoted by liberals. Two months earlier, I'd been interviewed by a liberal radio talk show host. They do exist. He too thought it was high time to expose bad statistics, especially those so often circulated by conservatives. When I talk to people about statistics, I find that they usually are quite willing to criticize dubious statistics, as long as the numbers come from people with whom they disagree. Political conservatives are convinced that the statistics presented by liberals are deeply flawed, just as liberals are eager to denounce conservatives' shaky figures. When conservatives, or liberals, ask me how to spot bad statistics, I suspect that they'd like me to say, watch out for numbers promoted by people with whom you disagree. Everyone seems to insist that the other guy's figures are lousy, but mine are, of course, just fine, or at least good enough. People like examples of an opponent's bad statistics, but they don't care to have their own numbers criticized because, they worry, people might get the wrong idea. Criticizing my statistics might lead someone to question my larger argument. So let's focus on the other guy's errors and downplay mine. Alas, I don't believe that any particular group, faction, or ideology holds a monopoly on poor statistical reasoning. In fact, in choosing examples to illustrate this book's chapters, I've tried to identify a broad range of offenders. My goal is not to convince you that those other guys can't be trusted. After all, you probably already believe that. Rather, I want you to come away from this audiobook with the sense that all numbers, theirs and yours, need to be handled with care. This is tricky, because we tend to assume that statistics are facts, little nuggets of truth that we uncover, much as rock collectors find stones. After all, we think a statistic is a number, and numbers seem to be solid, factual proof that someone must have actually counted something. But that's the point. People count. For every number we encounter, some person had to do the counting. Instead of imagining that statistics are like rocks, we'd do better to think of them as jewels. Gemstones may be found in nature, but people have to create jewels. Jewels must be selected, cut, polished, and placed in settings to be viewed from particular angles. In much the same way, people create statistics. They choose what to count, how to go about counting, which of the resulting numbers they share with others, and which words they use to describe and interpret those figures. Numbers do not exist independent of people. Understanding numbers requires knowing who counted what, why they bothered counting, and how they went about it. All statistics are products of social activity, the process sociologists call social construction. Although this point might seem painfully obvious, it tends to be forgotten or ignored when we think about, and particularly when we teach, statistics. We usually envision statistics as a branch of mathematics, a view reinforced by high school and college statistics courses, 
which begin by introducing probability theory as a foundation for statistical thinking, a foundation on which is assembled a structure of increasingly sophisticated statistical measures. Students are taught the underlying logic of each measure, the formula used to compute the measure, the software commands that can extract it from the computer, and some guidelines for interpreting the numbers that result from these computations. These are complicated lessons. Few students have an intuitive grasp of any but the simplest statistics, and instruction usually focuses on clarifying the computational complexities. The result is that statistical instruction tends to downplay consideration of how real-life statistics come into being. Yet all statistics are products of people's choices and compromises, which inevitably shape, limit, and distort the outcome.